welcome back to Kids These Days. I'm your host, Dr. Beth Tremont. I'm a licensed psychologist and an associate professor of psychology at IU East in Richmond, Indiana, where I'm also the director of the Master's of Mental Health Counseling Program. And I am the host here and of another podcast called Things You Learn in Therapy. If you um, don't listen to that, uh, I'd love for you to listen and subscribe uh, as I talk with other clinicians and psychologists from all around the world about their favorite strategies and techniques in the therapy room. So today I want to talk uh, specifically about medication for ADHD in children. This is something that comes up a lot, actually, in a lot of the work that I do. I'll go into classrooms or uh, talk with teachers, and the issue of medication will come up, right? And particularly around ADHD. And I probably will talk about meds for other disorders in kids, but today's episode, I really want to focus specifically on ADHD. So here's the thing about ADHD. So ADHD has been around for a long time, and I've done several episodes on ADHD. And the thing is, ADHD in kids looks like inattention, hyperactivity. It often looks like they're sort of hot mess express. You know, they are unorganized. Their stuff is everywhere. They're having a hard time in the classroom. They have a hard time with friends. And some of the most common uh, symptoms in kids with ADHD includes kind of tantrum-like behavior. You know, we call it frustration tolerance. And our kids who are really impulsive, and that goes along with ADHD, they have a really hard time managing frustration. And frankly, I know some adults who have a hard time managing frustration and they don't have ADHD. So what we know is that ADHD is a neurobehavioral disorder. So the brain in a child of ADHD just sort of operates a little bit differently than the brain of kind of a neurotypical child. The good news is we have a lot of research on ADHD because it's been around for a while and it's kind of this clear subset of symptoms, right? The lack of ability to inhibit my response. That's what happens in the ADHD brain. The child with ADHD has a really hard time stopping themselves from doing just whatever feels like I should do it right now. <laughs> That's what we mean by the lack of inhibition to just doing whatever they feel like. So they'll be uh, interrupting you a lot. They will throw things a lot. They may break things a lot. They may be accident prone because they don't really think before they do. So if you have a child with ADHD and you find yourself saying over and over, you're not thinking through what happens. You're, you're not thinking ahead. That's true. They really struggle with that. Most kids really struggle with that. And those with ADHD and a tendency towards hyperactivity, impulsivity, have an even harder time. So what we know is for years and years, right? So I've been um, doing clinical work for about 20 years now. And for so long, early in my career, we had talked about doing behavior therapy first, right? If we were to decide there are two types of treatment, meds or behavior therapy. And for the longest time, we always said, you know, let's start with behavior therapy first before we give medication. And there has been some changes in the last five or six or 10 years or so that maybe 
that's not the best approach. And I'm, I'm realizing, even as I think back in the work that I've done, that it makes more sense to take the new guidelines and apply them, apply them now. So the American Academy of Pediatrics has a set of clinical guidelines for the treatment of ADHD in children and adolescents. And their uh, recommendations include medication being a first line of defense. Now, for those of you listening who are like, I don't want to give my kids meds, hear me when I say I want to honor that resistance. I get that. I know that we have fear as parents around altering our kids' biochemistry in any way, right? I want to honor that. And I also know that all of the research that we continue to find about other environmental stressors and how that impacts the brain, meaning when we have a kiddo who's in elementary school and he continues to be uh, rejected by his peers because he can't keep his hands to himself, we have um, a, a child who is continually frustrating uh, his third grade teacher, and she is uh, now beginning to have different ways of responding to him that may or may not be the best way for your child to be responded to. I don't know that those things are better for our child's brain or overall health than the potential medication that we may give them. So when I'm talking to parents, I often have them kind of think side by side that social emotional experiences, particularly negative ones, may not be healthier than our fear of the risk of giving our child meds. So we have very clear evidence that we have some good medications that can work immediately for our kiddos with ADHD. And like it or not, here's the truth. Behavior therapy, parent management training, which is um, kind of two really great evidence-based treatments that we have for ADHD, those treatments, so taking your kid to a therapist and your therapist teaching you new ways, you're teaching your child new ways of interacting with the world, it takes a lot of time. First of all, it takes time to get into a therapist right now. Second, it takes time to get to know your kid and teach them new things and practice new things. And as parents, we mess up those new things. And then it feels like the therapy's not working. And now we're six months later and we don't feel like there's any improvement to my child's behavior in the classroom or at home. That path along the behavior therapy kind of continuum, which again was often our first line of defense, our first treatment for for kids with ADHD, it is one of the reasons why we're saying now that meds may be a better first line because meds are so much easier. To stay on track to the treatment plan means to give them their medication in the morning. It's much easier than having a boundary that you hold before bedtime, 28 nights in a row before your child starts to realize they need to go to bed on time. I hope that you're seeing the comparison I'm making that, yes, it may feel like, oh gosh, well, what if my kid really does need therapy? That may be true. But if your kid can't regulate because their brain is so kind of fast or impulsive, 
it's going to be really tough to do any of the stuff that the therapist is going to ask you to do anyway. And so I will often tell parents that if you called the pediatrician today and asked for medication for your child for ADHD and your pediatrician was open to doing a trial run of meds, um, sometimes they'll make you fill out a questionnaire. Sometimes they'll have you make an appointment and come in and meet with the child and talk through some things. But if your pediatrician gave you a prescription today, your child would be a different child tomorrow in school. The ADHD meds happen that quickly. In fact, many kids that I work with who have ADHD, if they come in the morning, I can tell right away. (laughs) I can say, hey, bud, did you get your medicine this morning? And they're like, no, no, daddy forgot to get it, or mommy forgot to get it, or we forgot to take it, or whatever. Uh, The good news about ADHD meds is that they come on really quickly. So within 30 minutes or so, some kids, it may be a little bit longer, but within 30 minutes or so, we should be able to start seeing some of the positive impact that ADHD meds will have on our kids. Now, the other thing to realize is that sometimes because they're fast acting, they may also come out of your system before the end of the evening. And so sometimes I'll have families that the child will do a great job at school, but then by two or three o'clock, right when it's time to do homework at home, our child with ADHD may kind of not have enough of the meds in their system to make it through the rest of the day. And so then you might talk to your pediatrician about giving you an extended release, or maybe there is another version that you can take that is just enough to get you over the hump to being able to get them through the evening and to bedtime. So just a few thoughts around meds for ADHD that um, while you may have a little bit of nervousness or uneasiness about giving medication, what we know is that we have some really good options for treatment that may make a huge difference tomorrow not months from now. Now, I'm not I'm not saying that maybe you still don't get them into therapy because I am always a proponent of therapy. What I know about child therapists specifically and frankly just therapists in general that there aren't enough of us to meet the demand uh, that we have right now. So, meds may be a good first line and then continuing to learn about how your child's brain is thinking may be another second option while you're waiting to get into that therapist especially there are some great books on ADHD in teens on ADHD in elementary agers and we actually even have some evidence to say that as young as 4 uh, we can now identify ADHD in kids as young as four. Before we we sort of landed on about six. So by the time they got to elementary school, that's when we started giving the diagnosis of ADHD, knowing that preschoolers tend to be kind of squirrely anyway. Now we have some guidelines that say even kids as young as four, particularly those who have pretty significant symptoms, may also be appropriate for both a diagnosis and medication treatment for ADHD. So hopefully this was helpful. Um, If you um, come across someone who may have ADHD, if you're a teacher, or if you are a parent of a child who has ADHD, I hope that this can help assure you that there are some great treatment options out there. 
If you want to learn more about this, I can link to some resources in the show notes. And if you have thoughts or questions, as always, feel free to reach out. Beth at makewordsmatterforgood.com is my email. And until next time, stay safe and stay well, my friends. And as always, make words matter for good.